Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, the sheer amount of work that goes into even the worst video games is undeniable, and so it sucks when a new entry into a hit gaming franchise falls far short of expectations. Uh, At least there's always next time, right? Well, countless AAA franchises have rebounded from a dud entry or two and even emerged stronger than ever before, though it's perhaps more common for a flagging series to just keep on trending downwards. And that's certainly true of these 10 games, all of which impressively outdid a hugely disappointing prior entry into the series by making yet another major misstep. Oh dear. So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 times video games found a way to be even worse. Number 10. Loot Boxes Star Wars Battlefront 2 So 2015 Star Wars Battlefront was actually one of the biggest gaming disappointments of the last decade, a visually stunning Star Wars-themed shooter that was ultimately a bit of an empty shell of a game. Once you got past the gorgeous presentation and sheer fan-serving thrill of it all, Battlefront was egregiously lacking in content for a game touting a full-fat AAA price tag. Without a single-player campaign or meaningful suite of multiplayer content, many understandably objected to EA selling a season pass for access to more maps and characters, feeling that they were being excessively greedy given how scant the base release was. But EA seemed to listen to fans' vocal complaint and made a persuasive case that 2017's Battlefront 2 would rectify the previous game's mistakes. With the addition of a single-player campaign and all multiplayer DLC being free with no season pass to speak of, well, it was easy to be excited. But in the days before Battlefront 2's release, critics with review copies noted the aggressive implementation of loot box microtransactions in its multiplayer component, making player progression so staggeringly slow slow as to heavily incentivize the spending of real-world money. And though EA quickly responded by removing all microtransaction elements, the fundamental structure of Battlefront 2 was still built around them. It took many months before EA could adequately reintegrate them in a less offensive way, by which time many players had already sworn off the game and moved on to other things. And this is without even mentioning the single-player campaign, which was infuriatingly lackluster and forgettable, seeming to confirm that EA said all the right things pre-release but did very few of them in reality, at least until a tectonic backlash forced their hand, that is. Number 9. Going Open World – Dynasty Warriors 9 
Now, the Dynasty Warriors franchise admittedly hasn't ever been a critical darling, though the series' quality is generally accepted to have noticeably declined since the release of the sixth game. I mean, trust me, I'm a long-time fan of this series. I've got every single version, and oh boy, it's been tough to support this sometimes. And by this point in the franchise, critics had grown tired of the series' well-trod formula and behind-the-times graphics, and though the seventh and eighth games certainly had their fans, they nevertheless represented the franchise that was basically totally out of fresh ideas. And so, for 2018's Dynasty Dynasty Warriors 9, publisher Koi Tecmo decided to reinvent the series with an open-world design. Unsurprisingly, this trend-chasing choice proved even worse than the drudgery of what came before, due to the flabbergasting dullness of the open world and listless quests contained within. It is exactly what you'd expect from a publisher desperately attempting to salvage a franchise's dwindling sales, the absolute bare minimum effort to try and keep up with the Joneses. Number 8. Mobile Exclusivity – Command & Conquer Rivals Now, Once upon a time, the Command & Conquer franchise was crowned the king of the RTS genre, but the series tanked with the release of 2010's widely despised Command & Conquer 4 Tiberian Twilight. Originally created as an online game for the Asian pro gaming market, it was reworked into Command & Conquer 4 in an attempt to boost sales, and unsurprisingly did not pan out well at all. The uninteresting campaign, embarrassingly lousy live-action videos, intrusive DRM and poor multiplayer player functionality were all pilloried by critics and players alike, and after years of stalled projects and buzz about a new Command & Conquer game, it ultimately turned out to be a mobile-only title, Command & Conquer Rivals. Though critical reviews weren't actually that bad, the fan response both pre- and post-release was scathing to say the least, with many decrying EA's decision to take a cherished franchise and shift it to mobile, complete with predatory microtransaction implementation. Command & Conquer 4, as disappointing as it was, was at least playable on the lead platform that first made the franchise famous. Number 7. Being a buggy, rushed mess. Battlefield 2042. For many, many years, the Battlefield franchise seemed completely bulletproof. Even with stiff competition from Call of Duty, it continued to deliver some of the beefiest, deepest, and most wonderfully chaotic first-person multiplayer carnage on the market. But the mainline series' first major stumble came with 2018's Battlefield 5, which while still decently reviewed, met a more hostile response from fans due to a lack of launch content and a general feeling that it failed to bring much new to the table. Sales fell far short for predecessor Battlefield 1 as well, and so a lot was hit on EA winning back fans with 2021's Battlefield 2042. And despite its attempts to innovate the existing formula, 2042 was trashed by disgruntled players on release for the lack of a single-player campaign, overabundance of bugs, and major overhauls made to the series' class system. To many, it was indicative of EA rushing the game to market before it was ready, a fact that they later admitted, while also citing the complications of producing it amid the pandemic. Ultimately, 2042 proved dispiriting enough that players returned to Battlefield 5 in droves, with its Steam player count actually being six times that of 2042 within a few months of its release. Yikes. Number 6. Forced Motion Controls – Star Fox Zero now, fan response to the Star Fox franchise has been all over the map since 2002's Star Fox Adventures, which many felt deviated far too far from the series' traditional gameplay style. 2005's follow-up Star Fox Assault received even more polarizing reactions due primarily to its short length and difficult-to-control on-foot sections. But for the next mainline Star Fox game, Nintendo said, Hold my beer, re the control complaints, and delivered one of the most unwieldy video games of the last decade. The Wii U Star Fox Zero, released in 2016, 
actually had a lot going for it on the surface. It looked great and seemed to play well within gameplay previews, but playing it for yourself, oh, well, that was a whole other story. Due to the game's forced motion controls, even basic maneuvering became a frustrating chore, making an otherwise simple game far more challenging than it needed to be, and not in a good way. As a result, Star Fox Zero received wildly mixed reviews from critics and players alike, causing it to flop at retail and prompting Nintendo to put the series on ice. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, what culture gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Number 5. Copying the Ubisoft formula, Sonic Frontiers Is there any video game franchise more maddeningly inconsistent than Sonic the Hedgehog? As beloved as the original three games are, the last 30 years of Sonic have pinballed between unmitigated dreck and the occasional flashes of inspiration. Though the series finally seemed to rebound with 2017's 2D homage Sonic Mania, which netted the franchise's best reviews in literally decades, mere months later it was back to business as usual with the indifferently reviewed Sonic Forces. But rather than get to work on Sonic Mania 2, Sega bafflingly scrapped plans 
plans for a sequel and instead forged ahead with the recently released Sonic Frontiers. Now, Frontiers marks the series' first foray into true open-world gameplay, which is exactly what the millions of fans who loved Sonic Mania were asking for, right? Unsurprisingly, despite scoring not bad reviews, Frontiers was basically a low-effort imitation of the Ubisoft open-world formula, packed to the gills with stamina-draining, tedious busy work that made playing soon enough feel like a second bloody job. Sure, Frontiers was more mechanically refined than its more maligned predecessors, but it marked such a soulless direction for the franchise, demonstrating Sega at their most cravenly lazy and utterly cynical. Number 4. Releasing Unfinished – Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 Few video game franchises have dive-bombed as spectacularly as Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which between 1999 and 2007 released a bevy of well-received entries. But with the series' sales and general cultural cachet steadily declining, Activision had the lightbulb idea for a bold reinvention. 2009's Tony Hawk Ride introduced a plastic skateboard peripheral in an attempt to deliver a uniquely immersive experience, yet the board's mediocre functionality resulted in poor reviews and even worse sales. Activision released a follow-up the very next year, Tony Hawk Shred, which while receiving slightly more positivity, was still dinged due to the controller's innate lack of responsiveness. So in light of atrocious sales, Activision then put the series on hold, and it truly seemed like things couldn't get any worse for the once-beloved IP, right? Well, wrong, my friend, because in 2015 we saw the release of the much-anticipated Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, which ditched the silly skateboard controller and got back to a more traditional gameplay style. But Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 was ultimately released blatantly unfair finished, hastily slung together in a matter of months before Activision's licensing agreement with Hawk ended. The end result was embarrassingly rough. From the PS3-caliber graphics to the wonky feel of the skating, all of this ensured that it scored by far the worst reviews of the series. All in all, it was enough to make you wish you were back standing on a goofy, bloody plastic skateboard in your living room. Thankfully, the series eventually rebounded with 2020's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remasters, though due to developer Vicarious Visions being merged with Blizzard the very next year, planned remasters masters of the third and fourth games were regrettably canned. Number 3. Microtransactions – Guitar Hero Live it's simply impossible to deny the success of the Guitar Hero franchise, which in its early years was a genuine breath of fresh air in the gaming market. But like so many hit franchises, the rhythm game series suffered from its own popularity, as Activision oversaturated the market with increasingly less interesting titles. In 2009, six, yes that's right, six separate Guitar Hero games, largely spin-offs and band-centric titles, were released. And so when the sixth mainline game, Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock, came out the very next year, it largely fell upon deaf ears. Now, Warriors of Rock wasn't awful by any means, but it was painfully unambitious and touted by far the weakest tracklist of any of its main games. It felt like Guitar Hero was running on fumes, and consequently cratered commercially. And the game's failure at market put the series on ice until 2015, when Activision attempted to relaunch it with Guitar Hero Live. Rather than simply focusing on assembling an awesome tracklist and making people remember all the fun they had playing the earlier games, Live lost itself down the microtransaction rabbit hole. Oh fun. One of Live's chief complaints was the lackluster on-disc tracklist, and though the GHTV mode allowed players to stream a massive rotation of songs, you needed to unlock play tokens to pick specific songs. And surprise, surprise, this was geared entirely around convincing players to spend real-world money on tokens rather than grinding away on the random rotation in order to amass the tokens the hard way. Though the basic bones of Guitar Hero Live had a ton of promise, Activision's wanton greed didn't do it any favours in the sales department. After flopping commercially, the community died off, and the series hasn't been heard from since. Number 2. NFTs – Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint Ah, nothing indicates desperation in the modern video game landscape quite like NFTs. 
Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon franchise has admittedly been on the skids for a little while now. 2017's Wildlands was fine if forgettable, but 2019's Breakpoint received largely mixed to negative reviews for its shamelessly generic Ubisoft game formula and underwhelming gameplay. Breakpoint was a commercial disappointment for Ubisoft, but that basically seemed to be the end of it. They'd just try again and hope for better next time, right? Well, not quite, because in December 2021, long after general interest in the game had dried up, Ubisoft announced that it would be receiving integration with their NFT platform Ubisoft Quartz. The service would allow players to obtain weapons, gear and cosmetics using cryptocurrency, a decision so unpopular that the initial announcement video ended up with a 96% dislike ratio on YouTube. Ubisoft ploughed ahead regardless, but player uptake in the NFTs was so pathetically minimal that they discontinued the service just three months later. Not content for Breakpoint to merely be an aggressively mediocre also-ran shooter, Ubisoft decided to outright bury it by tethering it to gross money-grubbing practices years after many people stopped playing it no less. And number one, ripping off Left 4 Dead, Alone in the Dark, Illumination. Now, many years ago, the Alone in the Dark series was a respected survival horror franchise, and though there was much excitement about 2008's AAA reboot simply titled Alone in the Dark, it was met with mediocre reviews upon release. Between the janky, bug-filled gameplay and awkward controls and, yes, those driving sections, it was more of a chore than a thrilling experience, even if the enhanced PS3 version of the game at least fixed some of those nagging issues. The series took another extended nap until 2015's Alone in the Dark Illumination, which firebombed what little remained of the series' goodwill in almost impressive fashion. Illumination reimagined the series as a co-op action horror shooter in the vein of Left 4 Dead, while lacking that game's polish and basic fun factor and delivering an experience few Alone of the Dark fans were actually asking for. It was consequently panned by critics and players alike, leaving them all craving the mediocrity of 2008's reboot. But last summer, a remake of the original game was also revealed to be in development and will hope Hopefully, finally get this franchise back on track. Because come on, Alone in the Dark, it can be amazing. And there we go, my friends. Those were 10 times video games found a way to be even worse. I hope that you enjoyed that, and please let me know what you thought about it down in the comments section below. As always, I've been Jules. You can go follow me over on Instagram at RetroJ, but the O is a zero, and you can come check out all of the Warhammer miniatures that I've been painting. But before I go, I just want to say one thing. Even though we spoke today about a lot of things that are getting worse, let's talk about how we can make ourselves feel a little better, and that is by injecting a dose of positivity into the end of these videos, which will hopefully allow you to go out there and smash your life goals today, because remember, my friend. You are a massive ledge. You deserve the best things in life like love, happiness, and success. And do not let anything or anyone else tell you otherwise. Let's do this. I believe in you. As always, I've been Jules. You have been awesome. Never forget that. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.